Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi a better place to live work, and play. We've got two great guests today. In the second segment, we're going to talk to the mayor of the great city of Diamond Head, Mayor Tommy Schaefer, about the history of Diamond Head, the projects they're working on these days, and especially the pandemic impact on the people of Diamond Head. I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation. In the first segment, we've got my friend Chevis Swetman, the president of People's Bank, we had a great Coast View session with Chavez back in January. We, we kind of traced his life from Miramar Park in Biloxi to becoming the president and CEO of People's Bank. It was just a terrific conversation. So if you missed it, you will, we'll actually put a link to the video here at the, uh, at the Super Talk Gulf Coast pay, Facebook page. Chavez is a consummate community leader. He placed some big bets in South Mississippi along the way, especially in the early days of the casino industry. But he's, a, he's someone who really understands the economic situation here. He keeps his finger on the pulse of coastal Mississippi. He's kind of the Warren Buffett of coastal Mississippi. Um, anyway, it's my pleasure to welcome uh, Chavis Weapon. Chavis, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, Ricky. Glad to be here. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining me. Hey, listen, I'm curious. What has the last, you know, couple of months been like for you? Uh, well, it has been different. Uh, basically, uh, we had gone down for a family vacation down to Disney World uh, <laughs> while I was at the ICBA Bankers Convention and. I left on a Thursday, and on the way back, I found out that they were closing Disneyland, Disney World, uh, about uh, two days later. And since that, everything has been, let's watch the nightly news, let's see what is happening, what are people talking about, what are they doing, what do they need. And it's it's been a game of catch-up till about uh, maybe this past weekend uh, after, mm. after that, when, when they started sheltering in place about the first part of April, things really started getting sort of tight and very early on, we made the decision here at the bank. If people can't go to the small businesses that are there, the small businesses are going to have a hard time paying their loans so we went into uh, loan extension mode because of this, uh, of the virus situation. And so uh, we think we've handled that. And now the next thing everybody is talking about is what to do with the uh, PPP loans, the payment protection plan. And mm -hmm. that's what we've been really working on for about the last 30 days. Basically, that payment protection plan is just how to get money into the hands of the small businesses. And I, you know, between you and me, I don't think, I don't consider the LA Lakers a small business or Ruth Chris Steakhouse a small business. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of obstacles to overcome, but I think it's starting to happen. Uh, we've been playing catch up because the SBA keeps changing the rules. They weren't set up to begin with. And those of us in the banking industry, that does not come as any surprise. So 
but I think finally they've got it caught up. The big issue is going to be, we hope people understand that this is to reimburse the employees that have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's not no big surprise in, in terms of the SBA trying to trying to like refine it and respond to the challenges that they're facing with whatever the new regulations need to be around it. Because we saw this after Katrina. I mean, when you're yes. developing, you know, new grant programs or whatever they might be that have never been done before, and and there's a rush to get the money in the hands of those that it's you know that it's developed to help. You're gonna you're gonna. It's probably better to have a a wide aperture in the beginning, and as you get a little bit further down the road, you kind of narrow the aperture a little bit. I do think that one of the things that that the Trump administration is really focused on now is uh, we know the ones like the LA Lakers and some of the universities that have these you know billion dollar um, you know uh, foundations. We know about them, but there's a lot of them probably that shouldn't have gotten the money. And so I think what they're going to do is they're going to focus very specifically on on doing some kind of back end auditing. And I, I bet what they're able to do, either voluntarily or through their auditing, they're going to find some additional money that can be used for this program. But, yeah, it was meant for businesses that, to protect paychecks. And it was, it was meant for businesses, small, small businesses that we have here in coastal Mississippi, the backbone of the American economy. And the fact that some well-heeled corporations took advantage of the moment, because they could. I mean, the regulations enabled them to be able to do it. But I think that they understood the essence of the program is to protect paychecks and small businesses. And I think most of them will kind of agree to this in the long run. But it's just kind of where we find ourselves, isn't it? Yes, it is. And the the big thing there is uh, there's still some flaws in the program. If you're in in the restaurant business, uh, if you're in a bar or something like that, uh, this money, and you've just got your funding for this program, now you've got two months in which to try and expense out so and pay your employees so you can possibly get a uh, forgivable loan. The problem here is a lot of people can't pay their employees because nobody can go to work uh, and nobody can go to your establishment. So. Hopefully, they'll be able to work that out. It's a really, really incredible place we find ourselves in. There's a lot of work to be done to begin to start things back up. But before we kind of move to what are those things, what does that look like? What is restarting the economy in coastal Mississippi look like? Let me real quick kind of focus just a little bit. How are your employees doing? Are some working from home, some working from offices? Tell me about how that's working out. Well, what we've done is at least we've the banks around the states have been conferencing, and so very early on, most of the banks just sheltered uh, their lobby, and if you needed to get a loan or something like that, you'd make an appointment and come into the bank, uh, and then we've been operating out of our drive-up windows, and mm-hmm. so what we did is we divided our branch personnel and our back office personnel into two teams, an A team and a B team, not that uh, we you know, could, couldn't handle it, but we are worried about exposure. What happens if an employee gets a virus? What happens if a family member gets a virus? What are we going to do? And so if we had everybody working together in the large groups, one infected person can knock out a whole building worth of people because you don't want to spread it any further. So hopefully uh, we've been very, very fortunate and 
as we, we're like everybody else, we're concerned about this point going forward. Uh, you know, we're all concerned about the social distancing, washing the hands. I don't think I've washed my hands or put Purell on my hands as much in my entire life. But, you know, these are the things we've got to live with. And uh, hopefully uh, everything's going to be working out okay, especially so after the lift, the shelter in place. Yeah, no, no doubt. So you see, um, you, you've you've been, you've really had your finger on the pulse of, of a lot of businesses in coastal Mississippi, small and large. Some are operating, some are not. Um, but I guess you're you're seeing whatever sector they're in, they have different sort of startup plans depending on the sector. Casinos, obviously, right. Really, really comprehensive plan they've got to develop, and hopefully we can see them. We'll talk about them in the second segment. But but you're seeing each industry with their own set of challenges, their own plans for restarting. But do you see that's where the mindset is? How do we how do we begin to do this as a governor begins to turn the volume up slightly? Yes, I, I think that's that's going to be very important. It goes back to what, how you go to church. You know, I hadn't been to church in five weeks and. They said, well, you could you could see your preacher on the Facebook page. Uh, that ain't going to happen. It's like watching Jimmy Swagger on a set. No, nothing is my preacher. <laughs> I just think that's just not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and then I just miss the fact that if I want to go out and get a burger and a beer, I want to get a burger and a beer, and I don't care if I'm one of 10 people in a restaurant or something like that. Just want to be able to socialize, get out, uh, you know, my wife uh, and I maybe do a little yard work, not that much yard work, but, uh, you know, everything is different. And we've got to gradually move forward. Like the opening of the beaches this past weekend was really great. The cars were there, but the people were still doing the social distancing and stuff like that. So I think everybody is aware and hopefully uh, we can manage this thing going forward. The things that I'm really concerned about is travel. What do you want? To, you want to get up in an airplane and fly somewhere? The answer is not going to be yes. Probably going to be no. Yeah, you know what, Cynthia? You mentioned the beach. Uh, there's uh, there was a story in the Washington Post over the weekend that said that beaches become flashpoint of coastal states opening. California protesters defy governor's closure. It's really unfortunate that beaches have become the place sort of the battleground. And I think if coastal Mississippi continues to do what you just talked about, and, you know, Fofo said this, you know, 99% of the people are doing it right. There might be 1% that are congregating and we, we, you know, they don't, they don't understand that they congregate and they start an outbreak. It could cause us to be set back. But if we can get the, you know, we've got a big beach, you know, 26 miles here in Harrison County, and then we've got Jackson and Hancock County. We've got a scenario here where if we focus on creating a safe place for people to be able to come and enjoy social distancing and enjoy the outdoors, that they, they might be able to, uh, you know, we, we, I think we create that impression people are going to come back here. Let's do this, Chevis. We'll continue this part of the conversation when we come back from the break, and we'll talk a little bit more about the casinos, the ec- economic situation, and, you know, what, what, what does it look like going forward? We'll be back right after this break with Chavis Sweatman from People's Bank. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 